Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Coffee with Shay or Shy podcast. I am your host. I whatever you want to call me, I, I don't care anymore. Um, I get asked that like all the time, consistently. Like, what do you want to be called? And it's like I literally do not care as long as you don't call me Shay, like Cheyenne, like my full name. Um, I'm okay with that. But anyway, so you guys have been like really loving all of these guests on the podcast. You've been really eating it up. Uh, I'm really surprised that some of them have gotten as many views as they have. I've so far looking at the the ratings and the numbers, I'm at like 5.5K impressions on Spotify right now. And that's pretty good. Uh, that's a lot of people who are looking up my podcast and that's... Uh, a little intimidating to be perceived by probably that many people, but that's also very exciting. So today's guest is a fun one. It's an exciting one. Um, I'll actually let her introduce herself and then we'll kind of get into why I know today's guest. Hey, hi guys. I'm Ruthie. I'm 24. I work for a healthcare company and Shay and I have been friends for two, two and a half years almost now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny, you're not my first internet friend. Um, I've had plenty of internet friends before, but we met off of Twitter, which is funny because for a while I used Twitter just as like something where I vented and then I got into small business side of Twitter and then I got into like Squishmallow Twitter and I've I've been a part of like every single community that that Twitter has in like the the fun area not like the propaganda area um but that is that is how we met yeah yeah I similar I hadn't been on Twitter very long when we met actually I got on there and it was mid-pandemic we were deep in the pandemic and I like every other person was playing Animal Crossing during the pandemic so I got into Twitter to be in that space. And through that, that kind of segued into the Squishmallow community. And then we got put in a group chat together. And that's how we met. I know. I've been in so many different group chats uh, <laughs> through like yeah. social media. And all of them don't work out. Yeah. Every, every single group chat does not work out. I mean, how do you expect like it really even 20 plus people to all be on the same page. And so um, I'm not a part of that Twitter group chat anymore, but Twitter group chat got brought into an iMessage group chat. That's where we became a lot closer. I remember you had asked me for a Bigfoot. I think it was. Yep. Yep. (laughs) I think it was Benny. It absolutely was. From Hallmark because our Hallmark was just really good with Squishmallows. And that's just how it got started. And you're probably thinking like, why would you get a stranger on the internet? Like a, a, a stuffed animal. And then also why would you give a stranger on the internet your home address? No, actually that- <laughs> we were desperate. It was, it was a bad time. We couldn't really go out and search in the middle of the pandemic. And like the popularity was at its peak. So we couldn't always find what we wanted. And by that, I mean, we could never find what we wanted. Yes. So desperate times call for desperate measures. 
And I was at like such a really pivotal moment in my life during that time. Like I distinctly remember like ending a relationship, ending another relationship. And I was like, I need something to throw myself into. And Squishmallows just happened to be like the one thing that I was like, okay, we're on the hunt. This is exciting. I'm getting dopamine from this. And so you and I remain standing along with some other people from that group chat. Um, You know, I've had so many group chats that just don't work out. Like I said, it's like, it's 20 plus people trying to like have all an opinion about something. And it's really hard because would you want like a party of 20 people all the time? No. <laughs> like consistently you're like, surrounded by 20 people at all times yeah yeah it's fun at first and then like if you ever try to delve into anything that's like above surface level of course people are going to disagree and that just occurs when you're in relationships with people and when you're in a relationship with 20 people at once <laughs> you know <laughs> Yeah, it, and and you and I remain friends throughout of everything. Um, I feel like it's a testament to how difficult adult friendships can be. This is something you and I've had a lot of conversations about. It can also be very hard, especially because the internet connects us, but also like disconnects us at the same time. Like we're kind of disconnected from reality and what's going on because a lot of us are chronically online, aka me. I'm always chronically online. Oh, Sam. <laughs> I, I saw this TikTok and it was like, not to be like one of those people, but I, I know trends before they become trends because I'm chronically online. And I was like, that's me. <laughs> but that means you're a trendsetter because other people didn't know that that's where that came from. <laughs> I know. I I find like trends on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, all kind of like prior to becoming massive trends. And I don't really feed into a lot of trends until they become like massive trends because I want to know if like the trend is worth following. Yeah. Yeah. But back to adult friendships. Um, Adult friendships are just complicated. They're so hard, honestly. (laughs) I read this quote in, or, or I think it was, it was a quote or a TikTok. It was a quote probably on a TikTok. And it was talking about how as teenagers, we experience life together. And then as adults in our friendships, we don't continue experiencing life with our friends. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. I think I know what you're talking about. I definitely read this poem once that was like, if you have been friends with your best friend since you guys were like in school, you guys have spent, you know, like over 75% of the time you're going to spend together in your life. Like it's over already because you used to see each other every single day. And now, especially if you live in like different states and stuff, like you are more than 75% done with like the time in your friendship, like total minutes. And that just like absolutely blew my mind. (laughs) It's really scary, honestly. That's kind of like wild to think about like, how as teenagers, we wanted to like really experience life together. And then as adults, you know, the society places a lot of importance on like romantic relationships and also like family and you lose those platonic relationships. I actually had somebody ask me for advice the other day on my Instagram and it was like advice for friendships And my biggest advice that I always give everyone is that you should treat your platonic relationships just as important as your romantic relationships. 
Yes, totally agree. That's the way to do it. That's the way you maintain them. That's the only way you're going to maintain them, honestly, because life is so busy. And unless you prioritize your friendships, they're just going to slowly fade away, whether you want them to or not. I also think that in adulthood, you know, okay, as teenagers, let me kind of backtrack. As teenagers, we are in groups. We have a group mentality. And then as adults, that group mentality starts to kind of fade away because you're moving different places. You're going to college different places or you're traveling for your job different places. And so you start to like lose that group because your group or your people are now all in multiple different cities, multiple different states, yada, yada. And I know that it can be very daunting looking at TikTok a lot and seeing all these cute girl groups, guy groups, you know, non-binary groups, all these groups of people that are friends and you don't have that. Mm -hmm. No, I actually saw a meme yesterday where it was like, you know how sitcoms always like portray, they're like, when you're in your thirties, you're going to have your really tight knit group of five friends. And it's like, you as a kid, absolutely. I understand that me as a person that's older now, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, absolutely that. Cause you have that FOMO, you see people on social media in their little groups and you just see them in their little groups all the time. And if you don't have that group, you're like, am I missing something? Yeah. It's really challenging because you start to play this comparison game and then you start to think like, okay, is it, quantity over quality and that is frustrating because you really need to think like let's go back to the group chat thing Mm -hmm. you know I've been in multiple you've been in multiple 20 plus people surrounding you at all times is just so it's just so frustrating imagine that was 20 physical bodies 20 plus physical bodies just surrounding you all day long like that would be so complicated and I think in adulthood we expect that group mentality just like we had in teenage or mm-hmm. elementary hood or whatever and and even in college let's think about college too if you went to college you have that group mentality again because you're at proximity to those people whether it's a dorm room or you're living in an apartment together and and then as an adult you're not within close proximity with those people yeah And like, it's okay to not be in close proximity to your friends though. Yeah, I think a really important thing, just like not necessarily about friendships, but just generally like when you get older is learning to like be alone. And I never really thought about it. And then I was watching a YouTuber talk about it the other day. And I was like, no, that's really important. Like once you get into your twenties, learning how to be alone, which is hard because like you said, we're surrounded by these like pack mentality all throughout school that we're not conditioned to like even want to be alone like wanting to be alone is seen as like an odd thing it is I you know you would see somebody playing alone on the playground and you'd be like oh look at them they have no friends and it's like but they probably do have friends it doesn't matter if they spend time with their friends yeah so then that leads into like how do you navigate adult friendships and I, like I said earlier, my biggest piece of advice is, is treating platonic relationships as if it was a romantic relationship because Mm -hmm. society puts a lot of emphasis on like, oh, you have one soulmate in this world and you're going to find that soulmate and you guys are going to start a family and societal pressure of like the importance of your partner and your partner should be important. That's, that's, I'm not saying take that away. All I'm saying is imagine if you put as much effort into your platonic relationships as you did your romantic relationships. 
exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know, as somebody who hasn't been in a romantic relationship before, it's kind of easier for me to like, say that I put that kind of energy into my platonic relationships. I'm sure that changes once you have to balance both. But like, in my mind, it seems like such a simple thing, because that's just the way I love if that's, if that makes any sense. Like, that's the way I'm a friend. I'm like, I'm all in for you. I'm going to be all in for you. I'm going to be all in for you. Like, if y'all are my people, y'all are my people. Yeah, and that's how people should should be. But I think even teenagehood, you start to like branch off more because romantic relationships are really emphasized in teenagehood and then in college because, you know, the high school sweetheart and then you've got the college sweetheart, you know, all those things. And it's to me, it's so frustrating because I sit and I think like you would feel so much more love if you put that strength and that passion into your platonic relationships because I truly do believe your friends are your soulmates true yes platonic soulmates are a hundred percent a thing and we need to talk about that more (laughs) we do because like we sit here and we're like oh we only have one soulmate and it's like okay you may have one romantic soulmate for sure a hundred percent for some people who are non-monogamous maybe they have multiple different soulmates whatever it is but for like actual friendships to me my friends are my soulmates my friends are my passion my friends are something that I put a lot of emphasis on I think a lot of this came out of so you met me at a time where I was coming out of a four-year relationship and then a smaller relationship that I had right after Mm -hmm. and in that you know almost four-year relationship I put too much emphasis on that person Like I was always consistently with that person. And when I first started dating that person, I had a really close friend, Evan, and our friendship has never like dwindled, but our time spent Mm -hmm. together dwindled because I was putting too much time into my romantic relationship. And I realized like how big of a mistake that was. Yeah. Yeah. Because when it came time for that breakup, yes, my friends were there, but it was like my friends were at a distance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you've watched it. If you haven't, really recommend it. It's been canceled now, but there was a show on Hulu called Dollface about that exact scenario where there was a girl who got with a guy in college and then they broke up and she had just deserted all of her female friends and she kind of like went crawling back and they were all like, hey, you got with a guy and just disappeared. And she had to like relearn how to be like a friend and how to thrive in female friendships. And I think that's so important to talk about. I think- you know, after that, I learned a lot about how important my friends were. And then I had met my my current partner, you know, about six months after, six, seven months after that had happened. And I, the biggest thing our first year is we didn't spend, we spent like every weekend together. That was, that's what we do. But you know, I had a lot of free time outside of him because he and I didn't live together. So I had a that whole year to really just like emphasize on my friendships and really put a lot of effort into my friendships. And I think that was the best thing that I've ever done because I've created such quality relationships that I have. I don't have like quantity, like people mm. know me. I think that's also another frustration with like sometimes social media is people think that they are my best friend because Mm -hmm. they're on social media and they're not really my best friend they're just like a mutual or like you know you know what I mean yeah yeah so you know anyways aside from that like I don't have 
quantity, but I do have quality. And I text my friends every day and I FaceTime my friends at least once a month. Um, my friends that are at a distance, you know, you and I call all the time. Like that's how I maintain relationships and sending pictures and all of those things. And just really like keeping up with a friendship can be mm-hmm. daunting. You don't yeah. have to <laughs> You don't have to text your friends every day, but I prefer to text my friends every day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm that person too. I'm like, if I haven't heard from you in a couple of days, like, are you still there? <laughs> are right. you alive? Are you but alive? simultaneously, I'm the person that will like either forget sometimes it's the ADHD, man. It's the ADHD. Sometimes I will just like be in my brain and you'll be like, Hey, hey, you alive? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. I'm so sorry. I was just in my head. <laughs> and yeah. I have no, and, and you should in your friendships, like, shouldn't feel shame around like double texting absolutely absolutely (laughs) like there should be no shame in being like hey haven't heard from you a little bit unless a person has expressed boundaries with you because that's another important thing you don't want to cross boundary but if you know like for me when somebody has their um notification silenced Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna hit notify anyway yeah, unless the world is ending or I'm dying or something, the notify anyway, no. <laughs> Have I hit it accidentally quite a few times on my friend Evan? Yes, and I feel bad every time I <laughs> apologize. <laughs> but I'm not going to hit notify anyway. And, you know, I know that's a boundary that he has. And I know that's a boundary that a lot of people have. If they have their notification silenced, I'm not, we're not going to hit notify anyway. And I'm not going to sit and, you know, try to break a boundary that you have mm-hmm. and I think in adult friendships you really have to learn what your boundaries are for sure oh yeah that's a whole new ball game <laughs> it really is like because you're getting your when I have a friend who I've known for 10 years and you've also you have a friend that you've known for a very long time too yeah um I have a like two friends that I've really known I mean I've known one since kindergarten one for 10 years And one of the biggest things that I realized is they met me during a people-pleasing stage of my life Mm. where I had no boundaries. And now I do have boundaries. And I remember distinctly having a conversation where one of the friends was like, you know, you, you can stand up to me, right? And I was like, wait, hold up. (laughs) I've never stood up to you. You're right. You're right. I had a similar incident last year. Yeah. Where I had to like, be like, you know, when you've been friends with somebody that long, you have to be able to like put your foot down. You have to be able to communicate in that relationship the way you would in any other relationship. And it is sometimes hard because they met you maybe at a stage where you didn't have those boundaries or, Mm -hmm. or hadn't even thought that you'd need them. Yeah, exactly. And as you grow older, you know, the people that respect your boundaries are the people that you want to keep around. So, you know, for my friend, you know, that that I've had for 10 years, I'm not going to hit notify anyway. I'm not going to hit, like, I'm not going to text her, you know, two, three times. I also know, like, don't text her after a certain time of the day, you know, Mm -hmm. all those kinds of things. For you, I know, like, if you're at work, I try to like, you know, make sure it's like more important or just like a check-in. Um, I try to send you pictures throughout the day because, you know, you're at a distance. I mean, really all of my friends are at a distance. Like even my friend who, you know, the two friends that I have that live in Florida, mm-hmm. really three friends that I have in Florida, they're still at a distance. Yeah. 
So you still have to text, you know, almost every Yeah, you still have to text and be like, hey, are you still there? Like I know we're I know we're in the same like general area and I know where you are right now, but like, are you good? Yes. Yeah. I I I check in all the time. Like I know for like my friend M, if she doesn't text during the day, I'm like, okay, what happened to her? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you don't text, like if you and I don't text within like, you know, two, three days, I'm like, oh my God, is she dead? Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah considering I'm practically glued to my phone my screen time says I should be answering your text messages <laughs> I am chronically online too and that is its own whole conversation I could have about being chronically online and the the yeah. death of being chronically online but this is about friendship yeah <laughs> <laughs> but social media can impact the way that you look at friendships too so you know if you have a friend who's chronically online like I could sit there and be like, oh, why are you ignoring my text? Or, you know, mm-hmm. why are you ignoring my Snapchat? I see you're on TikTok or I see you're on this. And it's like, I, I, that to me, that's weird. <laughs> no, okay. I was going to say to me, that's also weird. Cause sometimes like, it's just not the right headspace. Sometimes I'm like doing something else and I'll like get a text from you. And like, unless it's something like super important, I could just be like, it's okay. I'm going to read that in a minute because like, I have to tell my brain, like, it's okay to take a second. Yes. Cause in my mind, I'm the like five seconds text back. Like <laughs> if yeah. you text me, I'm there. And then I have to like remind myself that like, you don't have to be there. Like if you're not in a headspace to text right now, you don't have to answer right now. As long as you do answer eventually. Yeah. I think as long as you are answering your friend eventually, then yeah. it's not a big deal. But like I have, I mean, almost all my friends are like chronically on their phones. Mm-hmm. I, it's weird because my partner could literally leave his phone and uh, yeah like Man things. <laughs> he can leave his phone and he does it he did it all the time like when he was in college he would do it and and now he's like because I I said something I got a text from somebody mm-hmm. that said that they left their phone at home mm-hmm. and I was like why would you leave your phone at home like when you're going out and doing something like maybe they were going shopping or something I don't remember what the context was and I was like why would you leave your phone at home how could you leave your phone at home? I'm like, I need music on the drive. I need to just have it for safety purposes. Like, what if I get snatched? Nobody's going to know where I am if I don't have my phone. Like, And yeah. your, your location services is on your phone. Exactly. So, like, people couldn't check your location services. I It's so, I feel like, unsafe to not have your phone at some point. Yeah, yeah. Like, to not have my phone. Like, you know, last year I had an incident where I was at a theme park and... I had my phone in my pocket, even though you're not supposed to do that. They tell you don't do that. But I was wearing like bike shorts. It was neck, it was like tied against my leg. I've worn these shorts before at theme parks. And so I was like, it's fine. And I was getting off of a roller coaster and it just fell right off and down in between the tracks. And so I had to get my phone back eventually, but it took like five days or something because we weren't going to be in the area again for another like five days. And just being without my phone for five days, especially when I was like on vacation and not home is just insane to me. I felt naked. (laughs) I feel naked without my phone. Like, I will say the one thing that I do enjoy is not wearing my Apple Watch sometimes. Mm -hmm. I think once I got the Apple Watch, there's an even more complicated relationship with my phone. That's why I had my notification silenced like not 95% of the time, but probably like a good 80% of the time mm-hmm. I have my notification silence because I don't want it coming up on my Apple watch. And then I want to read it because the ADHD makes me read it. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. 
that is such a frustration because then I also I feel that urgency too to answer people back mm-hmm. and that that's that's it's so complicated yeah yeah <laughs> that you know feeling like you need to answer back consistently all the time is is frustrating I which I'm trying to think of exactly how the quote goes but for friendships it's like not letting people have access to you I think that I can't remember it was something on TikTok I know like some people talk about like for friendships I know access is a privilege that that's Mm -hmm. not what I'm talking about but you should let your friends have access to you yeah yeah I understand it I do under like I had a big like one of my big like friend breakups went or like surrounded access and um at the end of the day what like what the like straw that broke the camel's back was just like that she just wasn't ever available unless she wanted to be and like I was posting things on Twitter and she had access to that and then was just like you know just sliding to the DMs to ask about stuff that she saw that I didn't necessarily share with her per se and then I was just like no if I don't feel like she needs to have access then something's up you know that's the moment you realize that the friendship like isn't working per se I think when people aren't putting equal access into friendships or like equal equal effort equal effort Mm -hmm. into a friendship to me that's like why even have a friendship yes (laughs) Which brings me to the next point. Um, don't make yourself a low maintenance friend. It yeah. is, it's so frustrating. Um, and I've had this conversation with a friend before where I made I've made myself a low maintenance friend. One of their other friends made themselves a high maintenance friend. I'm a low maintenance friend. You text me here and there. I'm okay. I know that we we've been friends for forever, so there's no reason to text me every day. But the high maintenance friend is asking for more and I'm getting less because the high maintenance friend is getting more. Mm-hmm. And, and that in its own was very frustrating because it's like, why am I getting less? Because that energy is going towards that other person more. Yeah. And why would you treat your, not that that person was doing it. It was the high maintenance friend who was actually ask, asking for way more than what they could give the friend could mm-hmm. give. But in all friendships, I I know that each level is different in each friendship. You know, you've got mm-hmm. acquaintances, which we've stopped using the word acquaintances. We should really bring that word back. I still use it. I'll be honest. I'm like, I have my friends. I have my acquaintances. Acquaintances are people that I'd say hey to in the hallway. Or if I saw them at the grocery store, I'd be like, hey. But we're not going to like stop and be there for 30 minutes and like Midwest goodbye, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> But that's like a word I don't use very often. I, mm. I say, oh, that's my friend. That's really, true. Like, that's true. Really, there's like a TikTok mutual. And I'm like, oh, that's my friend. Which gets my feelings hurt when that TikTok mutual like unfollows me. And you're like, how do you know if they unfollow you? Well, you know, you I go and I regularly check who I'm following because I want to mm-hmm. make sure that I'm following intentional accounts. Mm-hmm. So then I can tell when someone unfollows me because I'm regularly checking who I'm following, especially like TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat. I do Facebook. I do routine checks. I'm not going to have people just watching my social media to watch my social media. God, so, what a mood. <laughs> so those people unfollow and then I get my feelings hurt because I'm like, oh, I thought we were friends. And mm. it's 
you're actually really acquaintances yeah 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 I'm immediately like if I've talked to you for more than 30 seconds hello I'm gonna call you a friend now <laughs> it's such a complicated relationship with parasocial relationships which is essentially yes. <laughs> like I mean we kind of had a parasocial relationship until it turned into a real group chat thing it was like oh we know each other off of social media yeah it came into a friendship I do believe parasocial relationships can become friendships mm-hmm. but they're also allowed to just stay parasocial yeah I don't know social media makes you think that you know people more than you really do it's so true it's 100% true and then like and sometimes that behavior is embarrassing you know like when you watch it as a third person like I always think about parasocial relationship when it comes to like celebrities and like yeah fans that like get you know upset on the base like not the basis in defense of celebrities and it's like you don't even know them (laughs) you see what people put online that's not them though that's a personality that they're marketing to that's their job yes and influencers do that actually influencers are I would say influencers are worse than almost celebrities yeah because they even more like at least celebrities they're like they're they're celebrities they're meant to be like you know separate and influencers kind of like their whole market is like I'm just like you I'm on Instagram I just happen to have more followers than you yeah I started with the same number that you did yeah but parasocial relations are just so complicated because you know you can really like create good intentional relationships on social media and I've created great intentional relationships from social media I really have and on the other coin of that, I've also had a lot of people put place importance in my life than what they really are. Mm-hmm. And that is complicated. Too. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It, because I focus on quality versus quantity, mm-hmm. um, it does frustrate me when people think that like we're best friends and we're not really best friends yeah and that's also like something that we just don't talk about like we don't ever you very rarely in relationships will be like so we're friends right or like do you want to be friends like we don't technically voice that like transition from acquaintance to friend (laughs) you know Um, what I'm talking about (laughs) oh my god I know what you're talking about yeah Uh, you know what I'm gonna expose the situation that happened to me I met somebody out of a book club okay and in you know the book club was meant to find friends I understand that that was the whole concept of the book club but this person messaged me is messaging me outside of the book club about the book club so I was like okay this is just a book club relationship not placing any importance on the relationship this is just an acquaintance where we have something in common. Mm. I were just acquaintances with something in common. Can become more, but you have to have a distinct, I want this to be more. I'm being honest. You should always, always have a distinct, like, I want to be friends with this person. Yeah. Because, like, we always talk about defining the relationship when it comes to romantic relationships but nobody ever talks about it when it comes to friendships and I think that comes into like how we view friendships compared to like romantic relationships if they're going to be the same thing you have to DTR anyway and this person never DTR'd this mm-hmm. relationship 
And then they start messaging me about their personal life. And it's just like continuous messages about their personal life. But what frustrated me is I was like, hey, do you want to be friends? Like eventually, like a month later, I was like, do you actually like want to be friends? Is that what this is? And they're like, yeah, you know, I do. But it's so weird to ask someone to be friends like you would in elementary school. And I was like, what what the fuck is weird about asking someone to be your fucking friend? Yeah, yeah. It's just, I don't know, that's society. Like even, God, not to expose myself, but there's a line in high school musical about that. It's like, oh, in kindergarten, you feel like can just go up and ask somebody to be your friend. And I think about it a lot because we don't do that. And it's not for it being weird or anything. It's just that society doesn't say that that's something we do, which maybe we should. I've asked so many people to be my friend. Like so many people, like I've defined the relationship with a bunch of people before. Girl, I'm too introverted for that. <laughs> like, hey, let's be friends, you know? And and the situation just escalated way beyond what I wanted it to be. And the person was never equal in the relationship. So yes, they wanted to be friends, but they weren't giving my definition of a friendship. And so I kind of asked, like, is this your definition of a friendship? Because mine is equal parts. Yours isn't equal parts, which is something else to talk about when talking about friendships. What are your standards for friendships? Oh, God, that's so hard. I should have come prepped with this. Like, I knew you were going to ask, and I still didn't, like, make a list. Do you um, have standards at all? Like, yeah, is, of, course, of course. Is there like a rule book and it's like they have to meet this quota, just like a romantic relationship? Because I do. I have that. I mean, I think there's like certain like moral standards that I want them to adhere to, like to have like a similar moral compass. Like if I'm not going to do that, I wouldn't want you to do that, you know? Yes. And then there's things like, I don't know, just like showing up. Like that's something that I like realized that I do actually need to hold people accountable for because it it's something that upsets me in relationship when people flake or when people just don't put importance on showing up for people because like I'm a showing up person yeah like if you cancel like once you know it's cool and it's fine but like if it's like a continuous canceling continuously being late for things like that's going to be something that upsets me especially if you don't give me a heads up that's a huge pet peeve for me I had that conversation with with one of my friends and as he had put it, he runs on black people time. That's literally what he said. And I, was- <laughs> <laughs> I would say like, we have a thing, Indian standard time, which means we're late for everything. But like, hey, then tell me that. Then don't say you're going to be there. Then like leave early or tell me that we're going to be doing something later to account for your, you know, being late. I, yes, time blindness is a thing, but like, that's really frustrating to me because when someone doesn't show up on time and I express this to this person, when you don't show up on time, you are not showing me that you respect my time. Exactly. Yeah. Has he ever been late ever again? I'll tell you honestly, no, he's been late. Maybe that's like good. five, 10 minutes. I, I can excuse five, 10 minutes. That's fine. Okay. I'll give you like a five, 10 minute window. Anything past like 10 minutes, you just don't respect my time or anything. And I'm I'm glad that like, you know, I can voice that, that concern with a friend, but back to like standards and morals. I have a, ch- I have a checklist. I really do. I've seen the checklist. Yeah. <laughs> you made a TikTok about it. I have a checklist of what I'm looking for in a friendship. And when people don't meet that checklist, I let them know, like, you're not meeting my expectations and not to say that like, other people have to meet my expectations 24 mm-hmm. seven, 
but I don't think my expectations are like complicated. Like I don't think having a good moral compass is complicated. I don't think putting in the same effort as I do is complicated. And maybe you love me in the way that you know how to love me. Mm -hmm. You're a gift giving person. Yep. (laughs) I'm an acts of service type of person. Mm -hmm. And words of affirmation types of person. Like I'm constantly telling my friends that I love them and I care about them and all these great things, or I'm posting my friends or whatever I'm doing. Um, like I was, I was at Olive Garden with my friend the other day and I took a picture yeah. of her. She looked so cute. And I was she like, did. she was so cute. And I posted that picture because I wanted her to know that I care about her. Mm-hmm. Um, and that may not be in the way that she loves, but it's the way that I love. And I can accept, you know, loving someone in the way that they love your gift giving, even if I'm like, don't spend money on me. <laughs> it's it's the problem with being a gift giver honestly it's such a double-edged sword because like I will see something and be like so and so needs that and like I don't think about the money at all I don't think about like the guilt and like as I've gotten older I have to be like they're gonna feel bad if they do that like I don't want like when I buy you something I don't want you to ever feel like you need to reciprocate that with a financial gift like or like something of equal value financially I'll take a hug man like I just I'm a physical touch person too. I'm a hugger. It makes these long distance friendships so hard. I'm like, I would love to give you a hug right now, but I can't. (laughs) And I have to like brace myself for like touch. I have to like, I had to brace myself for touch. It's, it's not my number one. I'll tell you that. (laughs) But I have the expectations of what I'm looking for in a friendship. You know, are you progressive? Are you? Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) No we can argue about you like apples I like oranges but we're not going to sit and argue about fundamental rights yes hard agree which is something I like I, I have a friend you know who is in we'll just say the service industry you know emergency industry and I had to very much sit them down and say what are your morals yeah no that's important to know it should be like, again, with the like romantic and platonic relationships, if you're going to ask a partner that, please ask your friends that like, you should know where they stand on certain issues. Okay. Yeah. We're going to take just a quick second to breathe. You right. won't even know people that we took a quick second to breathe, but we're going to take mm-hmm. a quick second to breathe. That was a good quick second to breathe. Okay. Um, so back to like not arguing about like fundamental rights. I'm not gonna argue with anyone any 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna sit and argue with you about human rights. I'm not gonna try to convince you that you're wrong, yada yada. You know, I'm gonna say my piece, peace out and leave. But like I said, with that person, I had to ensure that like were they doing things for the right reason? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I could say the same about like even being an educator. Are you mm-hmm. are you going to be an educator for the right reasons? Are you, you know, at one point you wanted to be a lawyer. Do you want to be yeah. a for the right reasons? Are your moral compasses aligning with my moral compass? And and I like you had said, you know, we do that for romantic relationships. Why why do we not do that with platonic relationships? And I hate this like, ooh, well, you know, you can still be friends with this other side politically. And it's like, 
yeah, I can be friends with somebody who, like I said, likes oranges and I like apples, but not someone who disagrees about someone's yeah. right, like medical care and right. Exactly. To- <laughs> yeah. And also like, sure, we need to get along with everyone. And that's, that's important. Getting along with everyone is important. Being tolerant is important, but like, that's just with the general public. The, my friends are the people that I keep closest to me. Those are my like very important relationships. So of course I get to be picky about that. If I get to be picky about who I marry, why should I be picky about who I hang out with? Like they're getting my time. They're getting my relationship. So of course I'm going to be picky. <laughs> Which then, you know, thinking about that, I mean, do you sit and like judge someone but based off of who they hang out with? Because I do. Yeah. <laughs> I you mean, learn a lot about somebody based on who they hang out with. Yeah, like if I'm hanging out with a misogynist, you probably assume I'm misogynist t- misogynistic too. You know, yeah. with someone who's racist, you assume that I'm probably racist too or something, you know? It yeah. I definitely had a like a friend breakup, and I talked about this prior, a friend breakup where I didn't believe that their moral compass aligned with my moral compass either they would probably say my moral compass didn't also align with their moral compass and that's okay. They're allowed to have their opinion and their truth and I'm allowed to have my opinion and truth and it just didn't mesh well. But you and I get along very well because while we love in different languages and while we have different backgrounds, I feel like you and I still come together with like mutuality and agreement. And even when disagreeing, I think it's like healthy. Mm-hmm. It's weird because we're just, we're both, you know, just headstrong. Yeah. <laughs> we're both it headstrong. Out, though. <laughs> it does work out. I don't think in all the year or like the past, like, you know, two, two and a half years, I don't think you and I have had like a get little, what do you, would you call it? Like a fight? not really a fight but even like like a little tiff like a little yeah. arguments or just yeah I I don't think it's been a tiff even when you know everything went down with group chats and stuff like you and I were like no we we understand each other we're on a mutual ground yeah yeah and honestly we're really lucky to have that and like not to be an astrology bitch on me but like we're both Gemini's it kind of makes sense actually Like I was talking to someone last night, we were talking about astrology and I was just like, you know what? I just like, I had this realization this weekend. I was like, just, I just don't get water signs. Like water signs are water signs because they're so sensitive. And that's just something I don't understand. Cause like my mom and I will argue because like she'll get her feelings like way more hurt than I will about something. And I'll be like, what, but why does that bother you? And like, I feel like we've had that conversation where like we align on that. Why does that bother you? And I'm like, so the astrology does come into it honestly like I see that I'm like the way I butt heads with water signs is that they're too sensitive and I don't have that with you (laughs) yeah so I I've talked about this in a previous episode I don't like water signs I don't like water signs at all um Uh, (laughs) like I'm sorry goodbye Pisces bye-bye um I could live without all Pisces on this planet um I will let Scorpio go. Um, Mm -hmm. Scorpio men, I will abolish. I let Scorpio women and non-binary folks. I'll let y'all go, okay? Um, I'll give you that. Um, Cancer, we need to grow up. We need to grow up. 
Okay. Um, it's, we just, we need to grow up. Anyways, um, a lot of people could probably say that about Gemini, but Geminis are so playful, so fun. Why no, do you so fun? Why do you hate your sign? <laughs> like, why would you ever hate an air sign? Like, they're <laughs> the air. I won't go that far because, like, I have a, I, not, Aquarius men can get out, they can leave the chat, and they can <laughs> go home. Please go home and leave me alone. <laughs> So I wouldn't go so far as to say all air signs because Aquarius is right there, but you know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Winnie, my dog, is a Pisces and Peachy is a Gemini, <laughs> which is why Peachy is up my ass 24-7 and Winnie's like, peace out. I'm going to go like <laughs> couch for the next three hours and you might see me later. <laughs> you might see me later that's so real though no, <laughs> <Our water signs. laughs> and she only wants attention when the other one's getting attention which is totally a dog thing but I'm, I'm gonna say it's a Pisces things in general because let's be real she only wants attention when she wants attention meanwhile the other pup is like I want attention 24 7 <laughs> same honestly peaches is my soulmate <laughs> you know like I can acknowledge that she's annoying but I'm like I'm annoying in the exact same way so like how I can't judge it I can acknowledge it but I can't judge it <laughs> oh my gosh it's like a tiktok sound about being twins oh you my twin for real or something like that <laughs> I don't know she that's her she's my twin for real um that's why we get along so well <laughs> Because <laughs> she's a little Gemini. She's a May Gemini and you're a May Gemini. And I think there's also like what month you're born in. I was almost a Cancer. No. I was almost a Taurus. I'm on the cusp. And like sometimes I see it show up, but like, nah, man, I'm full Gemini for most of the time. <laughs> my Taurus moon is very real and my Capricorn rising is also very real. That's why I have such a, a dark S to me. Well, also, I did not know you were a Cap Rising. No, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, no offense to Caps. Okay. I love mm -hmm. Caps. I think they're kind of boring. I think Taurus is pretty boring, if I'm being very honest. They're very, it's the earth earth sun thing. <laughs> yeah, they're very earthy and natural. And, you know, I feel like they live slow and intentionally. And Gemini's like, Dumb. Yeah, we are in the fast lane 24 7. Gosh. And um, yeah. so I think that's why I'm like, I have some boringness to me. What that I so cap rising, I think, I think why I look boring. Yeah, say you not just say that about yourself. Black and white clothing is what I live in. Like, black, uh, you added pink. I don't know what you're talking about. That's very pink cool. pops. Did also, you can't have a whole Star Wars sleeve and be like, I look boring. No, you don't. I look boring. <laughs> no, no, no. That's an earth sign thing to do. That's an, to me, that's an earth sign thing to do. It's like covered, like they have the coolest aesthetics. Like, uh, let's be real here. I think that earth signs have the coolest aesthetics. Just 100%. Not because I'm a cap rising, but because I like have seen Taurus and I've seen caps and I'm just like, I live for it. And I love the aesthetic of them. They just, they, they live a slow, intentional life. Their clothing is thrifted and all this stuff and lived in cozy. 
Yeah, they're just they yeah. vibe to them. And so I think that's kind of sometimes what I lean into that earth sign. So yes, I have a cool aesthetic to me. You do. <laughs> like I'm, I'm looking at the wall behind you and I'm just like, oh, it looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love all the aesthetics. It's just the, the, the dopamine and everything. Anyways, I, I'm getting off topic with, with <laughs> I'm getting off topic. Uh, I'm sorry. I threw us in the Zodiac <laughs> And I have opinions. I have opinions. I do. Um, too many opinions. Full astrology episode one. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I did an astrology, astrology episode, so I don't really. That's true. Okay. Back to friendship. So really like navigating adult friendships I think the biggest key I think there's three big keys one boundaries two standards expectations of what you're expecting out of your friends communicate to the expectations to those people though you can't just set a standard and a boundary without communicating that to those people though okay and then number three treating them as if you were in a romantic relationship with them hard to agree I think those are like three biggest tips of like how you can navigate adult friendships and how you do that. And I have seen other friends who place too much, too much relationship love on romantic relationships. So too much emphasis on romantic relationships that now they don't have platonic relationships. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, the friend breakup that I referenced earlier in the episode that was because they got into a relationship and basically cut out all of their friends like I was friends with their friends and we as a group were just like what is going on with them they got a boyfriend and then just dropped everyone else but also expected us to just like hang around in the background until they got out of the relationship and be ready when they came back and we were like no that's no. not how friendships work we're not just gonna get like set aside it was really like the toy story meme the like I don't want to play with you anymore and no. that felt so real <laughs> it's weird Barbie we don't want weird Barbie anymore we're gonna abolish weird Barbie to her own castle yeah that's essentially what they were saying yeah 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 that's that's so complicated how do you feel about bringing back friendships so I had a friendship with you something happened and then we're gonna come back mutually how do you feel about that I think it really depends on what happened because like like that same friend that I broke it up with because we are we're actually family so I'm you know we are in a lot of the same circles and it's it's weird when we're not you know close because we've been close our entire lives And so everyone just kind of expected us to stay close forever. And so recently I reached out to them and you're just like, at least we like talk every now and then now, like if I text, they're going to answer, but we're like nowhere close to where we were, but you know, at least we're like speaking versus like, I had a really bad fight with my best friend last year. And then we came back to it and we're good as new now. So like, it really depends on the fight. It depends on why. So I think it really depends on where you are afterwards as well. Yeah, because I've had some high school friendships come back. Mm-hmm. 
and I don't know what ended the friendship to begin with I'll be very honest like it was just yeah I did have one high school friendship and I I'm very thankful she invited me to her wedding I did not get to go um we had just gotten peaches and it was just not possible (sighs) I was switching jobs everything and um our friendship ended over a boy, which is mm-hmm. so stupid. It's the silliest thing. Yeah. But our moral compasses weren't aligning with mm-hmm. what we agree on. You know, it was because she was talking to an ex of mine. Really stupid. It's silly. It's not really necessarily an ex, but somebody I talked to for a while. And then I called her out. And then, you know, I could have just kept that friendship the whole time instead of just being stupid about it. And I think of all the years lost, Mm -hmm. like we could have gone through college together. We could have been together. And it's, it makes me sad because I, I I don't know who that person is now. Like I, I talked to her, but I don't know who that person is now. Yeah, I think it depends on, like, where you are mentally. Because, like, you're in that p- position where you, like, you feel like you lost something by losing that person. For me, with the fight that I had last year, that was, like, I think I took it the way you would take a breakup. Like, it was really hard for me. I had a really hard time. So now that we're back, like, back together, you know, things are great. Things are great. I'm really happy. But I was in, like, kind of a dark place at that time. So I felt that loss versus this, like, friend breakup that was you know a little bit more of like I'm coming back just to like not to feel like a good person but just to be like you know there wasn't we didn't lose we lost time but like we didn't lose everything right like at least we're like on speaking terms like I don't I didn't do it necessarily because I felt the loss if that makes any sense like I think I really grew as a person from that from like us taking that space and just realizing that we weren't gonna be what we'd always been yeah I don't view all of the Mm -hmm. high school friendships that I had as like a loss to be honest um I'm pretty I'm pretty fine with quite a few of my high school friendships I don't think I'm on bad terms with anyone that I was Mm -hmm. I went to high school with that I was friends with um but I recently had someone I was friends with in high school come back into my life and she wants to be as close as we were before. Mm. And it's like hard to get back to that place. Like we're in a really good place. Like we're not like you and your other friend where you're like, oh, we'll just text. Like, no, her and I text like all day long, like Mm -hmm. a part of her life and stuff. And I think of like all the years lost then. And I told her, I didn't even remember why we ended our friendship. Mm-hmm. because I because I didn't she knew why she herself didn't want to be friends with me but I don't think that I distinctly remember even that happening either and it's just weird because I came out of high school with really like one friend I don't know say but I think it's just like, I don't know, for me growing up and like whenever I switched schools, it was like either because we moved or just like finishing middle school, going to high school. There were just like one until I went to high school, I didn't have a phone, like straight up. I did not have a cell phone. I didn't really have email until high school either. That was just like boundaries that my parents said. 
So like, I didn't have ways to keep in contact with people. It wasn't like we have now where we have, you know, you can just give somebody your phone number. So to me, like not, that felt natural in a way, in certain ways, in other ways, I was like, man, I'm really going to miss this person. But that was just the way my brain was wired to function. It was like, okay, we finished this chapter of our lives. If we want to let go, we want to let go. And it's not like, no, no bad blood. That just happens. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I left high school and, you know, there were some people that maybe I would have probably should have held on to because they were good friends and yeah I miss them now but for the most part I was just like for me graduating high school was this moment of being like there are some acquaintances that I could just never speak to again and that would be cool (laughs) or even some friends that I'm like now that we have the distance and I don't have to like see you every day I'm okay with not talking to you like we had mutuals so that's why we were hanging out at the end and like we're done I also think you would just outgrow those people. Like mm-hmm. for me, I grew up in a small town and a lot and some of those friends stayed in the small town. Mm-hmm. To all those friends who have left the small town, they recognize that they needed to leave the small town. Mm-hmm. I do have one friend. So I call her friend because we don't talk all the time. And I do love mm-hmm. her. And I have one friend I've known since kindergarten. And I know I've matured and everything because she's actually dating an ex of mine Mm -hmm. from high school and had that been high school me I definitely would have been like f off fuck you Mm -hmm. um I don't find that of concern at all now (laughs) I'm like great like I just hope that person is like amazing to you and I hope that that's I hope you have a great time um but I think I learned from that that friendship breakup the first time where it was over a boy I will never ever break up unless like it is detrimental like you're dating my um unless you're dating the person that abused me Mm -hmm. I don't and you're using that abuse and you're invalidating my abuse then I don't have a problem with anyone who ever dates like an ex or anything like that that's perfectly fine Mm -hmm. Um, so I think I just learned from that moment. And so, you know, she, she did come to me and was like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm dating this person now. And I'm like, does he make you happy? Yeah. Are you happy in this situation? Like if you're happy, like I'm happy. And I've, I've known her since kindergarten. Like she, I was, we were each other's like first friends in kindergarten. That's so cute. Is it? Yeah. Genuinely, like it makes me like really feel not like feel the loss, but I I do think about a lot. Like, where are my like kindergarten friends now? Yes. Because like I also I was I grew up in a really small town for like the first like maybe from like four years old to however you old you are in third grade. We were like in this tiny town that was like under a thousand people. Like this is like a small small town. And I, like, I really often think as an adult, like, what would have happened if I'd stayed there through high school? Like, I'd be a completely different person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should yeah. thank yourself less for not being. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. It would have been, been bad. But, like, also, I just wonder, like, what happened to those people that I, like, saw every single day for, like, however many years that I was in school there and, like, grew up in those social circles? Yeah. yeah. I don't remember us being like each other's first friend, but she always says that. And, and she's great. She's an amazing person. Um, we aren't like best, best friends, but mm-hmm. you know, I definitely use the term friend, not like acquaintance or anything. Um, 
and and I can always rely on her and that's great and that really goes into that like quality versus quantity like I don't need to sit and have 20 plus friends I don't feel the need to be in a group chat anymore I mm-hmm. don't no, honestly, that is something we could talk about extensively that like need because I felt that need when we were in it. And then after that, genuinely my like outside like in-person friendship got so much better. Um yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I think if you have this constant need or you only have internet friends you might want to reevaluate your personality. Touch grass. (laughs) Maybe touch some grass a little bit and think, why don't people want to be my friend in person? Mm -hmm. Um, Also, if you're the person that's always like, oh, my friendships end and, you know, it's always their fault and yada, yada. You might also want to go touch some grass too and figure out what the fuck is wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'll tell you what the fuck is wrong with you. You're the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. I understand some people like it's circumstantial. Some people just have a lot of online friends. Mm-hmm. But if that's all you have, that sounds lonely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like I, when I moved to Florida, a hundred percent, I was like, okay, I can continue having all my friends from a distance. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But I need in-person friends. Oh yeah. Yeah. When I moved back here after I dropped out of law school and I had gone to law school, you know, um, out, out of state and my best friend had moved with me. And so when I moved back, she was still working up there. So she didn't move back. And so I was alone, well, not alone, but like alone in a sense when I moved back for about like six months and like it's a bad time like (laughs) it was just lonely like you just come home and you're like what do I do yeah and like thankfully you know she moved back and we get to hang out now and that's like super super healthy but like not everybody gets that lucky and being alone like even if you have online friends being alone and not having like physical people that you go out and do things with it is a detriment to your mental health you need to have physical people that you see. Yeah. You're, and, and I'm going to say this too, your partner shouldn't be your only friend either. Your partner should definitely be your bestest, bestest friend on this planet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because mine is my bestest, bestest friend. <laughs> and I tell him everything. But he's also not my only best friend. Yeah. Like I have other best friends. And I am so thankful that I have in-person friends um that's very helpful um especially since I work remote I definitely need in-person friends yeah could I have more in-person friends a hundred percent I definitely save <laughs> you know and I know you're listening to this you are the bestest bestest friend girl but I also need some other people too <laughs> then otherwise you're just like always like you know not like not that it's a bad thing to focus all your energy on one person but then like whenever you want to do something you're always reaching out to the exact same person and that puts pressure on them to show up if they know that you're that they're your only person and that's you accidentally putting pressure on them because just want attention and it probably should just be spread out a little bit but yeah it's hard to make in-person friends honestly like yeah it's hard especially when you're like working and you have to decide whether you want 
to make friends with people where you work. And if you don't want to make friends with people where you work, you're kind of screwed. Yeah, exactly. Like we've talked about, like, don't, because then you won't want to leave. Things get complicated. It's a whole thing. But then where are you going to meet people? And that's like such a thing for me. I don't know. Like, how do we meet people? I I have taken to like joining local groups. How do you meet friends in, in adulthood? Join some local groups, join a local book club. Um there's this um I think it's called Fun on Weekdays podcast. And they actually have groups all across the United States, um, group mm-hmm. chats. You might have to link me that because I, I'm just curious you know because I feel like Facebook was a really good way to do it and I know that's the way you do it but I know a lot of people in art like our age is sitting right on the tail end of people that have Facebooks I think like after us people just don't use Facebook anymore you age-wise you live um in a yes a that's exactly where that person is is from that's no that's, way and they put on groups all the time like she is fun on weekdays her name is like uh I want to say Jenna mm-hmm. Jenna I can't think of her last name but she puts on the most amazing like events brunches all this stuff but there's also like in your city you could also find like silent book clubs I'm gonna be very honest like social media trying to f- join these groups and stuff go up to somebody if you like their outfit. I know people are introverted. I yeah, I was going to say, girl, the social anxiety is jumping at that suggestion. <laughs> I know you are, okay? <laughs> but, but if I had not approached certain people like in certain public settings, I, I wouldn't have had those friends. That's true. I wouldn't have had those friends. Yeah. So, you know, I'm glad that I complimented someone's bangs or something. Like, I think the girl at Barnes and Noble the other day was she was complimenting my bangs, and I'm like, I look like Emma, so shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got that fuck ass bob. Stop it. <laughs> and she was like complimenting my bangs, and she, I mean, she probably wanted to be friends. I didn't think anything more of it, but maybe she wanted to be friends. Um, go to like a coffee shop, and if you see someone regular at that coffee shop or restaurant or something, you know say hey yeah going out and being intentional about being regular going out is something I really want to work on because like you know my mom talks about this a lot she's like you're not gonna meet anyone if you're just home all the time and I'm like yeah I know but hey (laughs) yeah you have to go out and meet people and you have to Mm -hmm. be intentional I and I think that is the part that people miss is like intentionality Mm -hmm. um everything is an act of effort you know relationships of all kinds family platonic romantic everything is an intentional effort that you have to put in are you willing to put in that effort and why do you want to put in that effort what is the intention behind the intention you know my intention is to find a friend but why do I want to find a friend you know Mm -hmm. Uh, I do think like fun on weekdays is really fun you know I know you don't really use Facebook but like Facebook groups are always really good Mm -hmm. Um, I know she posts on TikTok for me I found people through TikTok like hey I live in Florida near this place and I found people through TikTok who live in the same area as I do that has been really good too Um, but I utilize social media so that's kind of different 
Mm-hmm. Bumble BFFs and people have success in Bumble BFFs. Yeah, I've thought about it. I've also like I've heard success stories. I've heard horror stories. I've heard that people get on there looking for relationships, and I'm like, man, there's a reason it says BFF. Like, <laughs> I do Bumble BFF. I would definitely try Bumble BFF. Yeah. Um, I don't want my partner thinking I'm on Bumble, so I don't have Bumble. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> If I was a single person, I'd probably be on Bumble BFF. Um, but I found other ways to find friends and stuff. Um, networking within your community, you know, mm-hmm. going to the farmer's market. I like the vendors for farmer's market. So I'll talk mm-hmm. to them at the farmer's market. Yeah. Then I'll make friends, you know. Yeah. It's just, you have to put yourself out there. I mean, mm-hmm. you're not going to meet anyone if you don't put yourself out there yeah I'm talking yeah, I know <laughs> <laughs> and I, you're not gonna like meet people if you're not putting yourself out there like you know I could go there's like a there was like a pug meetup I missed it I'm so sad mm-hmm. there was a pug meetup and I could just go to the pub meetup and make friends I you know I joined Facebook and they have the Facebook mixers um mm-hmm. like, like people in the 20 in their 20s mixers stuff like that um that one has been very helpful yeah it's just intentionality being yeah. intentional and if you like your alone time that's okay too but yeah. we we humans thrive off relationships and you have to have some sort of relationships mm-hmm that's true no one wants to die alone true whether it's yeah not even romantic you just want like it doesn't have to be romantic you can die alone romantically you probably will uh (laughs) yeah but like you know you want somebody there you want somebody that like who's gonna miss you when you die that's so grim I'm so sorry (laughs) but you know like god I just took a left turn I'm so sorry but yeah 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 <laughs> okay. Skirt, skirt. Tell <laughs> the listeners what they really want to hear, okay? Yeah. The listeners want to hear what you're sipping on. Oh, I have an ice. Well, the ice is mostly melted, but I have a chai latte. I thought about making coffee and I prefer my coffee hot and I want something cool because house is hot. So yeah, chai latte. Why are we friends again? Because you get hot coffee? Okay, the iced coffee is good when you make it. I will put it out there, but I've tried doing it myself and it turns out shitty. <laughs> I want to throw up when you say the word hot coffee. You know I'm what? I'm sorry. I barely drink coffee, period. But when I do, it's hot. I will drink one drink hot. And that is a caramel brulee latte with oat milk <laughs> from Starbucks. I will drink that hot 100% all day long. Ooh. What do you do with your hot chocolate? Usually I wait till it cools. <laughs> Incriminating. Uh, yeah, it's like it's hot chocolate, babe. How do you not drink it hot? But okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I drink most of my, I guess, bev- like hot beverages. But yeah, I guess the ones that are typically hot, I drink hot. I usually drink my chai hot. Yeah. I'm weird like that. But yeah, I'm a tea girly. I'm just... I'm Bella Swan. I'm just weird. <laughs> weird 
That's that's not a hot take though. Like a lot of people like iced coffee and I have nothing against iced coffee because it's really good when you make it. Your iced coffee is like out of this world. I should be a barista. I know. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is why I need to open up my coffee shop so that everyone could taste the lovely coffee that I make. Um, Leave us with some final thoughts on this episode. What are our takeaways? What are our final thoughts? Um, yeah, go out there, meet people, be intent. And then like, once you meet people, or even when you're out there meeting people, be intentional, be intentional in new friendships, be intentional in old friendships, check in with your friends. If you haven't texted your close friends, like a hey or a hi or an I miss you and I miss you hits, text them, you know, text them today, text them after listening to this episode and just see what they're up to. Tell them you love them. Tell them you love them. Tell your friends you love them. Like, God, please tell your friends you love them. Like, it can I be guys, it. it can be girls, it can be non-binary people. Tell people you love them. It's you, so important. Just say it. It's not that it's, serious. It's such a beautiful word. And it's yes. just reserved for romantic. The platonic I love you is so strong. Like, truly so strong. It is. I tell all the homies that I love mm-hmm. them all the homies that I love them which is funny because I have to be very careful when I start like a new friendship I have to be like because there gets a certain point I love you when I want to say I love you and they're like mm, I'm not sure if I'm there yet you know because it's just like yeah because like, it's like a romantic relationship there's the love you and then there's the I love you and like the I L Y the I yeah I I pair with my friend M where we go I L Y yeah with you I'm on a call like exactly god no this is why i know i'm gonna be shit at romantic relationships because i say love you like all the time like i love you or like love you when i hang up on the phone Mm -mm, it's gonna be a problem but you know (laughs) tell your friends you love them that's the bottom line (laughs) tell your friends always tell your homies that you love them because life is so short and you should always be putting in an intentional effort into your relationships especially your platonic relationships those are the people that are going to be there for you ride or die till the end you know yeah those are the people that are going to be there for you when your romantic relationships don't work out and that's what I say all the time yeah I'm like I love my partner my partner's not going anywhere but if my partner were to go somewhere I have all the people in my world that still love me you know mm-hmm. okay we're getting into a whole nother rant Fine. <laughs> Final thoughts. Top three. One, always set boundaries with your friends. Voice those boundaries. Don't be afraid to stand up to your friends. And just remember, though, that boundaries aren't meant to keep people out. Yes. I think sometimes, and this happened in a friendship where she called them boundaries, but it was really just an excuse for no one to get to know her on a deeper level. Don't do that. Okay. Boundaries is like, hey, don't hit, you know, notify anyway when I have my phone silence that's a boundary mm-hmm. not intentionally keeping people out secondly um oh what did I say communication oh yeah like so, two. yeah it was communicating what your standards are for a friendship yes. yeah you have standards you're allowed to have standards in a friendship you're allowed to have what you're looking for in a friendship and then the last one is just treating platonic relationships as important as romantic relationships all right listeners if you want to know what i'm sipping on uh, before we are done i'm sipping on 
coffee from a coffee pot okay because Nespresso is so fucking expensive so I got a coffee pot and it's a five dollar black and decker from Goodwill and she's beautiful and I have been mixing this apple pie spice creamer it's like an oat cashew creamer from sprouts I want to buy like 20 boxes so I can just have it year long um but also the brown butter creamer which is like it's like a cookie brown butter creamer from Walmart anywhere so good so that's what I'm sipping on some regular old coffee preferably Chamberlain coffee or manatee coffee grounds and just some creamer basic just basic. Okay. So we're going to round out this episode. Thank you for listening. Um, I can't thank you. I can't thank you all enough. Honestly, I think this has been very successful having all of these people on. This has been successful having a friend on, uh, maybe that friend will remain staying on. I don't know. We'll see. Tuck's ear. Tuck's ear. <laughs> um, cause you can't visually see it. I'm, I'm twirling my hair, kicking my feet and giggling right now. <laughs> uh but this has been really fun thank you Ruthie for being on and thank you for having me it feels like a long time coming I <laughs> like, know not to sound presumptuous but long time coming <laughs> it is a long time coming because I had no guests on my podcast but you know maybe there'll be a permanent guest I don't know we'll see just referencing to something later anyways thank you for listening enjoy this episode about friendships and us just gabbing All right. Bye. Bye.